Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare, no, the devil's nightmare here from It's Time to Man Up, challenging men to step into their true manhood. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Welcome to Finishing Well, brought to you by CardinalGuide.com with certified financial planner Hans Scheil, best-selling author and financial planner helping families finish well for over 40 years. On Finishing Well, we'll examine both biblical and practical knowledge to assist families in finishing well, including discussions on managing Social Security, Medicare, IRAs, long-term care, life insurance, investments, and taxes. Now, let's get started with Finishing Well. Finishing Well is a general discussion and education of the issues facing retirees. CardinalGuide.com, Cardinal Advisors, and Han Scheil CFP sell insurance. This show does not offer investment products or investment advice. Welcome to Finishing Well with Certified Financial Planner Han Scheil. And today's show, very fun, the five legal documents that everyone needs. And so (laughs) the way my daughter... Uh, who is now in her 30s, tells me when she does stuff like these legal documents, she says, Dad, I've been adulting all day. I'm worn out. (laughs) And so, you know, the idea of the Bible, it gives us a lot of help when it comes to adulting uh, or setting up things like this. And one of the wonderful stories, in my opinion, is in the book of Esther that explains how legal stuff works, right? Because we need a kinsman redeemer. In other words, if Jesus hadn't set up our salvation ahead of time, right, and paid, right, like the ultimate power of attorney for what what it is that we could do to live eternally, I mean, we'd we'd be in a bad, bad way. However, you know, in the book of Ruth, we see how Naomi was aware that she had, you know, essentially a power of attorney, and despite the fact that her husband had died, both her sons had died, but she knew how the laws worked, and as a result, you know, engaged Boaz, you know, through Ruth to see how, how her inheritance would eventually work and how she would leave this legacy for all of us, right? Naomi did by using her legal documents, literally, um, to make sure that she was in the line of Jesus as we all are um, through, you know, this kind of, of making sure that we have our stuff in order. And so with that, Hans, we got to get our stuff in order. We do. And I, you know, there's five legal documents that, you know, that I have on the video. And for this video and this radio show, I filmed this right after I completed my own and my wife. This is a couple. So it's really 10 legal documents, five on each of us. Uh, I just completed this stuff. So I just did the adulting for myself. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Some of that has to do with we just had our first grandson, and well, a year and a half ago. But last Christmas, uh, I gave both of my kids. Um, we have an attorney that works with us here in the office, and uh, she can only work in North Carolina and some in South Carolina. So, for you listeners that'd be interested in engaging her, if you're in North Carolina, wonderful. And then I've got another service that I use in 22 states, and then for the rest of the states, I got another thing that I use. So we can help you anywhere, but 
what I did is I gave my son, my oldest son, who's uh, married. You know, I said, "Man, you, you, you got, uh, you got a little boy now. You know, and, and it's time to do some adulting, I guess, as you said." And <laughs> so I, I gave him. Uh, I paid her to do all these five documents for them, and then at the same time, I said, "You know what, Rhonda and I, we need to update these for us. I mean, ours are years old." I mean, our our youngest was just a baby when we did these for the last time, and, and all of our money would have been thrown into a testamentary trust till he reached 30, and he's he's 24 now. Um, I mean, if both of us were gone, and um, he's very responsible, and there's just no need for that testamentary trust. So that and a whole lot of other things. I'm almost 65, and... Um, these powers of attorney take on a whole different importance as you get older and you really look at the fact that somebody is going to have to be acting on your behalf at some point in your life. So, um, yeah, and it was just, I got a really good feeling when I got this done. It is, isn't it? It it really is. And of course you got, you helped me get mine done when I turned 65 and we updated, you know, or well, that hadn't been updated in a long time. And, and, and the other documents we'll talk about. But then, you know, again, with my dad, we got him done right before, you know, he became um, decompacitated or whatever. And and so it was critical that we had him. And I understand a little bit all too well why, you know, this is really some adulting that needs to take place for everybody at every age, right? Yeah. And so let's just go through what the five documents are that, that I just signed. And that I think everyone needs these. Uh, number one is the general power of attorney. And that is just, you know, it's pretty simple when you're married. So my power of attorney is Rhonda. And Rhonda's power of attorney is me. And even if we didn't have these, they pretty much let the spouse act for the spouse. It's still good to have them, but it, um, it's, it's not so much on the power of attorney for the general power of attorney, who you put down first, which is your spouse, it's who you put down second, or if you're single, who you put down first, which we put down our oldest son. And, you know, so if Rhonda's gone and I'm incapacitated, well, then he is the power of attorney. And then we put down second, our youngest son. And um, they have the authority. They don't have any of that authority as long as Rhonda's around, but they have the authority to just do business on my behalf, uh, buy and sell property, make investments, buy and sell my business, get loans, lending, create a trust, give money away, uh, buy insurance, claim on insurance, blah, 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 blah. You, you need, if you're not able to act, you need somebody who can. Um, fill out a tax return. So th- this is just a almost a no-brainer, Okay. Um, you yeah, need and that I, and you need to think through it. I, I love the way you explain that in the video is that, you know, that there's free places you can get this on the internet, but sometimes they just don't have what you need for every situation. And so getting these done right is, is not expensive at all, nor, but it is so helpful to have what you need when you need it. Right. Well, I'm just, take a document into a bank sometime, not just a power of attorney, but Take a power of attorney into a bank and try to put it on an account. And, you know, you send it into them, and the 
or if you walked in there with it and you said, okay, this is for my mother. I want to put this power of attorney on the account. They're going to send it to somebody else in the bank and they're going to tell you they're going to get back to you in about a week and or two weeks. And somebody's going to read that whole thing and then they're going to come back and they're going to say we either accept it or we don't. So this is deeper than that. And I'm telling you, when you send these into Fidelity Investments or you send them in to TD Ameritrade, somebody like that, um, they need to be written properly, okay? And they need to give the people the proper authorities. And a lot of the online ones, they're better than not having one. But this is one thing that you probably need to hire an attorney. And you don't need Perry Mason to do these (laughs) things, I mean, to defend your power of attorney. But you just, you need somebody that does these all the time, like the attorney that we have here. And she's not going to charge you a lot for this because it's it's pretty simple for her to do these things, okay? Um, next one, healthcare power of attorney. And you say, well, the general power of attorney gives that person some pretty good stuff in healthcare, but you need a separate healthcare power of attorney. And what that is is somebody that is, is your power of attorney. They can make decisions when you can't about your healthcare. And if... Just go down to your doctor or your your spouse's doctor or call them up and try to get some information about your spouse and uh, see how far it gets you. Um, And uh, they're just not going to disclose things. They're not going to allow you to make decisions. So a lot of people, and on ours, the same people are the health care power of attorney as the general power of attorney. So two different documents, two different purposes. the third one is the HIPAA release, and really the healthcare power of attorney has HIPAA in there, but you need a specific document that deals with the HIPAA uh, law specifically. And I have a lot of people say, oh, we signed that doctor already. Well, that's great for that doctor, for that person. What a HIPAA release properly drafted is going to work at any doctor, any medical facility, anybody that needs your medical records. And if you become incapacitated, you need a power of attorney or somebody that has this release document to be able to deal with them over HIPAA-protected stuff. Oh, I've I've dealt with that stuff, and you're right. I mean, that hospital, my my mother-in-law was in Texas, and she was totally incapacitated, and she didn't have those documents. You know, we can't get there, and nobody can give us any information. It was so difficult uh, what we went through. I'll never forget it as long as I live. <laughs> like, wow. I mean, so it's critical that this, you know, had she done some adulting, it would have really s- saved us a whole lot of worry. I mean, because we couldn't get any information because they will not release any information. They, you can, they can't even tell what your condition is. The real bad situation, if this was a prolonged thing and you don't have the, all the proper power of attorney, then you got to go to the court. And you got to petition the court to become her guardians, and that costs a ton of money. Okay, right. or they're just going to name somebody. So, um, fourth one is the advanced directive, and that is something that just is a document that tells the healthcare workers and tells your family what your wishes are about having, you know, your life prolonged with machines. Um, and what, what, what your wishes are. So 
ours are right in there. Um, right. So and then the last one, what everyone up... thinks is all there is, is the last will and testament. Right, right. Well, before we get into the last will and testament and we get <laughs> talk about the final directive, um, we got to go to a break. So, again, today's show is the five you know, documents everyone needs, and we got a whole lot more along those lines. I think this would be a really helpful, helpful episode for all of us to review to make sure we got the stuff ready for, you know, any eventuality. And, of course, you can find out all this stuff at Hans's website. It's cardinalguide.com, and there'll be a link there under the Seven Worries tab about, right, all these different, right, this would be under state planning, and you're going to see the video there and show notes and all sorts of wonderful stuff, resources, even a copy of Hans's own documents. It's, some of the stuff's been blacked out, so you can't see it. But if you can you know, kind of see the details of what's in these, because it's all there at, at cardinalguide.com, as well as Hans's book, The Complete Cardinal Guide to Planning for and Living in Retirement. We'll be right back with a lot more of these documents. Hans and I would love to take our show on the road to your church, Sunday school, Christian, or civic group. Here's a chance for you to advance the kingdom through financial resources by leveraging Hans' expertise in qualified charitable contributions, veterans' aid and attendance, IRAs, Social Security, Medicare, and long-term care. Just go to cardinalguide.com and contact Hans to schedule a live recording of Finishing Well at your church, Sunday school, Christian, or civic group. Contact Hans at cardinalguide.com. That's cardinalguide.com. Well, welcome back to Finishing Well with Certified Financial Planner, Hans Scheil. And today's show is the five legal documents that everyone, everyone needs. And when we left our hero, Hans, he had filled out these, these documents himself recently, and we were getting down to the, the, the final directives and now the last will and testament. Yeah. I paid 700 bucks for these 10 legal documents, okay? Uh, you know, or five on me and five on my wife. And um, I'm paying for my son and daughter-in-law and covering my new grandson another 700 bucks that gets them the 10 documents. And then included in theirs is where they're putting down who's, who's in charge of the little guy if... Both of them were to all of a sudden be missing, um, and uh, they passed away. Is and for you parents out there of young kids that don't have this stuff, you, you need to get her done. And for you grandparents and parents that if you have kids, you know that think about doing what I did or pay half of it or you know if people are in need, call me. Um, I can I can talk to my lady that's here for people that are in need um, of any of the stuff we do. So where we left it was talking about the last will and testament, which is really the fifth document. And I guess that a lot of people, a lot of people when I get to this part of discussing around the legal documents, oh, we've already taken care of that because they have a will and they, they think they're all covered. And then I always want to ask them, well, when's the last time you updated your will? And we have a lot of people coming in that, you know, they haven't looked at this thing in 10 or 20 years. I had one, too, but mine was 20 years old. And I, I guess while the kids were little, it was, it was fine, and it would have been fine. I had all this stuff, but it needed serious update. So, so now we're talking about the last will and testament, and most people know what that does, is that 
It's distributing your stuff if, you know, when you're gone. And ours is pretty simple. Um, and I think what most people need is pretty simple, is mine gives everything I got to my wife. And hers gives everything she has to me. How's that? I mean, that's that, that, that couldn't be any more simple. Yeah, um, I like the, the classic, I, I, I love you, I, Will. Exactly. And we don't have enough money to give to our kids much at the first death. You know, in other words, if I'm gone at 75 and Rhonda lives on, she needs to keep most of what we got just to take care of her for the rest of her life. And so we're like a lot of people is, is that there's just not a lot to give away at the first death. Now, I have I have them taken care of on some life insurance and that kind of thing so that both of my sons will get a check. And, and same with Rhonda is at the first death. So it's not like they're going to get nothing, but that's not really, really the first benefactor of my will is Rhonda. And the first benefactor of Rhonda's will is me, just depending on who lives the longest. Um, and I want to point out something with the will is most of our money that we have is going to pass by beneficiary anyhow outside of the will. So this will is something that has to be probated. And that's a real pain. Yeah, I, now, I it's personally... real necessary when you have a lot of property. And... <laughs> yeah, it is. Everything in that yeah. will. And, and I thought probate was something in a bass tournament before the, I you know, had this experience. <laughs> <laughs> but I can assure you that um, I think it took, in my dad's case, well over a year. Because taxes have to be, there's so many different things that are all involved in that, that, that that's really helpful to have done some of this adulting ahead of time to see what's coming your way, depending on the will and, and what's in that. Um, that the simpler, you know, I love you will can be, the simpler it is going to be for the executor, I can tell you that. Well, yeah, and so if Rhonda's gone when I die in my will, then it lays out that our two sons get everything, just divided equally. So this doesn't have to be a complicated document. And we give something to the church and that kind of thing. But most of my money is going to pass to the next generation by beneficiary. You know, beneficiaries on the IRAs, beneficiaries on the life insurance. And frankly, you know, in the probate that you did, you had to prove to them that you paid for the funeral. Is that, Am I correct about that? Oh, yeah. yeah. And this is where those of you that don't have sufficient life insurance, it's really sweet to get $25,000 worth of life insurance as a minimum. I could take care of that for you in about 30 minutes. And, um, you know, if you can't afford 25000 then I can get you 10000 And you can have some health conditions. I can still take care of you. But you don't want to leave the estate as the beneficiary. You want to leave it to your most responsible kid. And you say, this money's for the funeral and to pay the lawyer that's going to help you with probate just some settlement money. And then they're going to get most of their money by, by, um, you know, by beneficiary. But the thing that's really going to be the will is just a pour over document. All the real estate's going to be in there. Um, the cars, um, personal effects, maybe, maybe the smallish bank account that 
doesn't have a beneficiary on it. Um, so the will is a, is a good pour-over document, but what I want you to know is don't be taking your will and get all sorts of complicated uh, things where you want to give this to this cousin and this niece and this nephew. Do that with beneficiaries on a life insurance policy or an IRA or an annuity because it's much cleaner to just name somebody as a beneficiary and then it doesn't have to pass through all the probate business. It'll just, they'll just get a check. Yeah, which, by the way, my mother <clears throat> did that really well, I thought. She made a statement that I've never forgotten, and she said, I'm going to do all my lit my giving while I'm living. In other words, all the little knickknacks and trinkets that were important to her, she wanted to see everybody's face when they got them. So she gave away everything, literally, uh, be long before, you know, two or three years before she passed. And it was a neat thing because everybody got those things ahead of time and there was nothing that had to happen in a will or anything else because that was already all done. And then, like you said, she had her other stuff happening through beneficiaries of her bank account and, and whatever else. And so I thought it was a really neat philosophy. You know, plus she had the gener you know, the, she had the joy of giving it and seeing the person when they got it, right? Oh, yeah. Now, let me tell you the, the story down those lines is that my father must have pointed at his Rolex watch <laughs> with me at least a hundred times and said, you know, this is, this is going to be for you, Johnny, when I go. Um, and I'm going way back long before he died. And um, he just pointed at it, you know, and he looked at me and told me that. So I always just kind of assumed that I'm going to get that Rolex watch. I didn't even think about my brother. And then when he passed away, my brother was with him when he passed away. I wasn't. And so I came flying down the next day. Um, and uh, Jimmy picked me up at the airport, and then he says, he, he shows me the watch. He says, yeah, Daddy told me that this was for me. And I says, he says, I hope you don't mind that I just took it. And I'm just looking at him. And, of course, I'm just, you know, Daddy told him it was for him. And then I really thought about that later on. Yeah, and I was proud of myself for not saying, well, he told me the same thing, because I, I didn't. And I really started thinking about that, is my dad really wasn't of sound mind the last several years, and I'm sure that he looked at my brother, he kind of mixed us up, and he told my brother that. And so, anyhow, I just left it alone, but it's just, it, it's really good. It would have been better if he would have just given that thing away to one of us while he was still alive, just like your mother. And later on down the road, I bought myself a Rolex watch that kind of looked like that um, just because I could. And then I told my brother the whole story, and I just said, you know, that's for you. But anyhow, it, it just you, you want to remove those kind of uncertainties when you're doing a will. Yeah. So, and knowing Jimmy uh, as I do, I, I I love that story because in his own way, I meant that I imagine that that meant quite a bit to him. Oh yeah, he's still wearing it right now. He's out in the other room. Um, yeah, it did mean a lot to him. And you know, frankly, it didn't. It really didn't mean that much to me. Um, and I, I guess it shows that we don't have the sibling jealousy between us. I mean, I, I got right. that with some other siblings, but <laughs> I don't have it with him. Um, so in the end, whatever my dad did was fine, but it still would be probably good for you folks to, um, if, if you're going to 
distribute stuff that's personal possessions that are important to you to just have a list and specifically write down who gets what because it's going to eliminate this could have been an ugly story if it was different people involved oh yeah i agree so um and we wrote these wills so that my wife if i go first and then her will leaves everything to me well if i'm dead that, that isn't any good. And so we've just written these so that she doesn't have to redo her will after I die. Um, but she, if I was going to give her the recommendation, and I did tell her this, you still need to redo your will after your spouse dies if your spouse was the primary beneficiary. But the important thing is she doesn't have to. We could live to a ripe old age. She may not be of sound mind when I pass away. And so... These things are written that they're going to last for the whole of her life as well. Yeah, it's 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 really, really helpful to have <laughs> that stuff. And I love, you know, I think for people to understand through the beneficiaries and, and transfer on death, right? There's another way to do cash. Those are important things to understand. Well, they are. And then, you know, when we're doing financial planning, I mean, uh, I'm not a lawyer to do these things. I had somebody else do it for me. But I I point a lot of people to the lawyer and then I tell them and the lawyer what I want to see in there. And we're in charge of the tax consequences of everything you give. So, you know, and I obviously could do that for myself because it it matters. You know, some of the things your kids inherit they're not going to owe any taxes on. And then some of the things, they're going to owe a lot of taxes, and they're going to need some advice on how to spread that out and minimize it. There you go. Well, once again, I'm afraid we've run out of time before we ran out of show. And, wow, it just flew by. (laughs) But we want to remind you, again, there's lots and lots and lots of resources on these five documents there at cardinalguide.com. At cardinalguide.com, you're going to find the seven worries tab, and one of those is estate planning. And under estate planning, you're going to find, you know, these show notes on on the five documents, even copies of Hans's own documents, all sorts of resources in Hans's book, The Complete Cardinal Guide to Planning for and Living in Retirement. I mean, this is just a critical foundational part of your whole estate plan, right, Hans? That's correct. So, God bless all of you. Yeah, thank you for listening. Finishing Well is a general discussion and education of the issues facing retirees. CardinalGuide.com, Cardinal Advisors, and Han Scheil CFP sell insurance. This show does not offer investment products or investment advice. We hope you enjoyed Finishing Well, brought to you by CardinalGuide.com. Visit CardinalGuide.com for free downloads of this show or previous shows on topics such as Social Security, Medicare, IRAs, long-term care, life insurance, investments, and taxes, as well as Han's best-selling book, The Complete Cardinal Guide to Planning for and Living in Retirement, and The Workbook. Once again, for dozens of free resources, past shows, or to get Han's book, go to CardinalGuide.com. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for future shows, click on the Finishing Well radio show on the website and send us a word. Once again, that's cardinalguide.com. Cardinalguide.com. This is the Truth Network.